news now. 24, 23, 22, 21, 20. 7, 9, 13. You always remind me of my husband. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I'm sorry, what was that, Jim? My husband used to just say random numbers while I was counting down the register when we were dating and he, he tried to mess me up. I'm like, you know, I've been counting down registers to a hundred dollars for like most of my life. Right. <laughs> have to try right. I, uh, yeah. When it comes to money, you can't mess me up, but any other time the dyscalculia kicks in like, no, I, I, earlier today, the doctor was like, what's, what's 20% added on to one and a half. And I'm like, 30. More like, you're the one with a doctorate. Why the hell are you asking me? That's what I kind of said. So, uh, welcome into Nerd News Now. Um, I'm the Kyle. Uh, In this format, and I don't know how it will shake out in the end, but that person is Miss Jen. Yep. (laughs) Yep, yep. That person is Brainy. And this person over here that you've never seen before. <laughs> there is Joey. How's it going? <laughs> so uh, I feel like we should start by Joey telling everybody who Joey is. Oh, okay. You're just going to drop drop me in there right yes. out of the box. So, uh, well, introduce myself. My name is Joey Galvez, and um, I do a lot of cool geeky stuff. Uh, talk about all kinds of cool uh, comic book geek culture news uh, on Wednesday Warriors with my partner Ambrosia. We also uh, actually uh, we head these Scout Comics social media pages. So anything that you guys see social media wise that comes out of Scout, that's probably us. So that's who I am. So you're the guy I need to blame for all my money going to Scout every time I get that email saying, oh, yeah, buy it now, buy it now. I'm like, oh, man, I got to buy it now, buy it now. <laughs> Pretty much that's us. <laughs> it's a good and, gig if you can get it. Yeah, <laughs> and I also have a slew of all kinds of uh, comic book podcasts out there. Um, you, you can just probably just type up my name and uh, you'll find me at wherever you uh, find your podcasts. Wait, did you just name drop yourself? Yep. <laughs> I got nice. it down to I got it down to a T, Jen. <laughs> yeah, that's what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, when you can name drop yourself, you know you've done something right. <laughs> I still have to name drop other people. Yeah. So, um, this past weekend, uh, what did everybody what did everybody get up to? Anything interesting? Did anybody see any movies? What did I do this weekend? Holy crap. I saw Ghostbusters again. Again? Yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm up to six times. Wow, that's wow. that's a lot already. Wow. Well, I was finally in a city with an AMC, and they have different popcorn buckets and collectible cups. <laughs> True. So, like, if there had been another movie I wanted to see, I would have seen it and just got the Ghostbusters stuff. But there wasn't another movie I wanted to see. In that at particular AMC at that particular time. So one more in the Ghostbusters column. So do you have a goal for amount of uh, times you're going to watch it before it leaves the theater? Uh, no, but um, if anybody goes to Alamo Drafthouse and wants to get me their collectible cups and um, uh, popcorn buckets, uh, that would save me a really long trip to <laughs> see it my seventh time. 
So I got to see these collectible cups, man. Do you have them on you right now? Because no. uh, uh, they are all can't. still dirty because I, I'm terrible <laughs> at doing the dishes. Oh man, you, you can't you can't mention something like that without not having it ready to show. Come on, Kyle. Uh, but I can show you what the uh, I can show you I can show it to you this way. Hold on. Are you drawing a, pic- um, a picture? No, I'm going to. Oh, I have yep. to figure out. Uh, it's going to take a while if you do. What that? I just... No, I have to figure out how to spell shop. <laughs> well, I I've, I saw something this week, and uh, and and it's been out for a little while now. But it's it's something really cool because I just discovered it and it's such a cool concept. I don't know if you guys are watching um, C, you know, S E E on on Apple TV. Have you guys heard of that one? It's got yeah. uh, Jason Momoa, um, all kinds of other people. I think it has. Um, who else does it have? Um, handful of great people in there. But the, so the whole concept is it's uh, in the near future and uh so far into the future where something happens and everybody loses their sight uh through different generations and stuff so people are born without sight uh but this kind of follows a a family who has a a couple of twins and they are born with sight and they're the first ones with sight in generations so it's a really cool concept that was and it's it's really well done actually all right this is the popcorn bucket i got Oh, that's nice. You can that's order it online cool. if you're willing to wait till January. I was not. I think I saw that they were talking when they announced that they were going to do this. I think is I it, talked it, about it. Is it plastic or is it uh, cardboard? It's plastic. And it opens up, doesn't it? And you can yeah, put the on, popcorn me, right in the middle. Let me show I that. Saw that. It's such a cool thing. Yes. Yeah. Dude, and you don't have it. You need to go grab it. No. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Yeah, no, that one is definitely actually already on the shelf with all my Ghostbusters Funko Pops at home. That's way cool. Uh, I actually have a couple of Funko Pops coming out of the lid, um, which nice. is a bummer because you can't see the top of the lid, but still good times. That's way cool. Yeah, But no, it's... um. That was, uh, by the way, the lights and sounds work. <laughs> that's that's so cool. Uh, if you're willing to wait till January, they're thirty five dollars on uh, AMC Theaters MovieMerchandise.com, or I could just send you the link. Or that's cool. You can go down to the theater, watch the movie again, and get us one. <laughs> uh, n- no, uh, I tried to buy a second one, and they sold out during the viewing after mine. Wow, that is that is some cool stuff. Um, yes, you know when you when you when you create something like that, you know what that kind of makes you want to go into the theaters and have a really cool experience. Listen, I'm all about uh, you know viewing a a fun movie inside a theater. Um, but it, there's a very fine line sometimes between <laughs> being preachy. And then just asking people to come see my movie. <laughs> I think. Yeah, no. I if you've seen movies in the last in the last few months, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like I said, no, it was. I've seen this one six times. Uh, I now have all of the merch I can afford to buy. Um, there is merch that I have not yet bought. Um, there is a dealer out of L.A. who is selling screen used props. Um, that really got me itching. 
but I can't afford to spend that kind of money on those kinds of toys. Yeah, that's that's an expensive hobby. Mm-hmm. So expensive. So what about what about you, Brainy and Jen? Did you remember what you did this weekend? Uh, I know what I did. Oh, my, so my husband has been uh, traveling for work and didn't come back until he was supposed to be back at like one o'clock on Saturday, but um, he didn't get back until like four o'clock. So um, on Friday night, which is normally my date night, um, I I got together with one of my girlfriends and hung out. We've never hung out before and she's really big into football. So I learned a bunch about football. You live in Texas, right? I do. And you survived this long not knowing about football? I mean, I understand the game, and okay. I watch football, and I enjoy it, but right. I don't know, like, team names and who's on teams. She follows college teams. Like, she becomes, te- like, the mom of specific players on college teams, specifically at SMU, and then follow their career, and she, like, is their, you know, mama. So that, right. that I, I was concerned that like, Friday Night Lights lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> Brainy, how about you? I'm still trying to remember what the heck I did this weekend. I, you know what they say fun. if you can't remember, it was a good weekend. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, I, I mean, I know I missed out on my son's... Um, he, he was in the local parade for band the heck did i do outside of that i did watch you, hawkeye episode three i mean you helped me troll our listeners on the dance party a little bit we did we did we did do the dance party rolling and man I, the amount of mistakes i made on that one uh i think we need to delete that recording man <laughs> so uh brainy every for every saturday night does a, a live dj set on the exp's twitch and it's like a club set. So, like, I come to the office, I turn the lights off, I've got LEDs, and I make them bounce, and, like, like it's a club. And I hang out and do the show, except for when I don't do the show and I don't don't get to listen. But I've been doing it a bunch of weeks in a row, and I'm starting to get to the point where I'm making requests that make sense. <laughs> like, he's playing a song. I'm like, you know what sound good coming out of this? This. You know, or... You know, and it was talking to Brainy was the when I realized that the last creep or the last run in Creep, somebody goes on a run, 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 you know, at, during the breakdown of Creep by Radiohead. The last one is the same note as Blue by Leanne Rhymes. So you could seamlessly transition those songs because they're the same note. But they're they're not the same BPM, so it's going to be. No, you should not. <laughs> <laughs> And you can tell I'm live because, you know, and I have to be live. I can't fake it anymore because Kyle's sitting there making requests. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> you could you could you could do what we do in radio and just say, I'll do my best. No, it's more and it's then, more fun doing it live. Oh, um, it is. It is. We've been having fun. Yeah. Except, like I said, I, I screwed up a few times on this one. And I never notice because I'm always just kind of into it and I'm here and I'm enjoying myself. And, and you know, a lot of times we've talked about this before. Uh, general audience does not notice, or even if they notice, they they forget about it in a few seconds. 
but it bothers us DJs because we're like, God, how the did you make such a novice mistake? <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> it's true. Like I, I I do that with streaming all the time. It's like, oh, I clicked the wrong crap. <laughs> yep. You know. Joey, how about you? What'd you do this weekend? So yeah, I, I just caught up on a bunch of shows. I, I finished up um watching um Cowboy Bebop. I finished that one. And then I also finished Hit Monkey. I don't know if you guys have been watching that one. I um, forgot that came out. It, it's well, it's actually it, surprisingly good. Yeah, it was, it is. I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, and it's also very very gruesome. So, um, I would I would you know for those people beware. <laughs> but the yeah, book it, was too. So like let's yeah you know if you've read the book you know. Uh, uh, Sudeikis does a very good job. <laughs> Just saying, um, he's on a hot streak. Yeah, killing it, right? Killing it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, that's about all I did. I just watched a ton of stuff, man, and uh, caught up on a bunch of comics. And that's about it. I uh, so I was out. I was on. I was on the road. I uh, was in Columbus, Ohio, and I attended FSK Day. Which is an in-store mini-con at Comic Town in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, celebrating freestyle comics. Um, but I was there representing Aftershock Comics. Uh, and I was tabled next to Vantage In-House Productions, which is Victor Dandridge's publishing company. And Mr. Fish Comics. Shout out to Fish Lee. Um, a bunch of great super indie guys like... You know, Freestyle Comics is a real small imprint. Vantage in-house is just Victor. Fish is just Fish, you know. So it's me as Aftershock, and I'm like, here's this book by Frank Thierry, and here's this book by Garth Ennis. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I wrote and drew and edited and colored and lettered, and I ran it off on the Xerox machine in my house, and then I stapled them all. Like, none of those guys are that small, but you know what I mean. It's like, um, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> But we all had a good time, like making TikToks and goofing around. So <laughs> that's cool. And we all sold a bunch of comics. So I sold a bunch of comics for the store for Aftershock, and they all sold a bunch of stuff because I was there and made sure of it. That's awesome. Cool. So yeah, uh, Freestyle does this event every year where it's they kind of allow announce their publication schedule for the next year, and. Comic Town has started turning it into an in-store mini-con. So it was streaming and it was everywhere. It was a good time. So, And then, Joey, you were live on The Experience because I watched that uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Dr. Pepper himself, Joseph Schmalky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he and I went uh, live because they are actually doing a really cool Kickstarter right now. I don't know if you guys know uh, Joseph Schmalky is a, he is one of the co-publishers of uh, Black Caravan, and they have created a really cool toy company called Tracker Collectibles with Killer Bootlegs, who is Peter Goral, the guy behind Phantom Star Killer and all that good stuff, right? So they're doing this Kickstarter for Tracker Collectibles, and you, it's such a, they, they, these toys are so beautiful. So we were on there going live and talking about the Kickstarter and stuff. And uh, we had a lot of fun, and we uh, we made some sales while we were uh, live. So uh, and they and they they gut ghost uh, figure was unlocked. 
uh, afterwards. So it was really cool, really fun. Nice. Yeah. So we all had eventful weekends, except for Brainy, who probably had an eventful weekend. But the Alzheimer's is setting in. Yeah, I actually, you know, Saturday I got rid of two of my vending machines, just gave them away, and uh, that was um because we we did not remember how we got them in through the door. One of them, and we had a hard time getting it out. Man, it... <laughs> don't you hate that you move something in and then you're like, physics has changed. Well, it, it, it's interesting because the, the guys who moved it in for me, they said, "Oh yeah, we took out the we had to take out the door," and uh, you know we got it in. I'm like, "Okay," well, and we tried taking out the door, but I guess the guys who were taking it out on Saturday, they took out the door but left the hinges on the machine, so the hinges kept hitting the door. Um, and I, I guess the people who had initially put them in, they took it out with the hinges, so it was easy to go in and out. Mm-hmm. Once they took the hinges out, they were able to take the machine out. And I was just like, man, we wasted hours and hours. Yeah. <laughs> I finally made some space. My, That's what uh, I did on Saturday. Nice. What do you no longer vend? Um, I had a large soda machine and a large, I think it was like a 48 or, yeah, I think it was 48 item snack machine. Uh, yeah, back in the days, those things were bringing in a lot of money, but um yeah, just they've been sitting around at our store for God knows about probably two, three years being unused. And with the pandemic, we just, you know, we we, we stopped doing in-store gaming. Um, so, you know, they were just sitting, actually, they were sitting there for more than two, three years. I'd say about four or five years now. I just wanted a space, so we got rid of yeah. them. I, uh, I, I could never keep vending machines in my store because I was always getting high on my own supply. <laughs> And because I had the key, like, I wasn't even paying myself for them. <laughs> so we had to switch to, at when we, uh, our our last, loca- our last three years, uh, where it was all serviced by a company and, like, I had to pay them for the stuff. So even if I stole from myself, I still wound up paying for it. And it cut down on my unnecessary snacking by like 80 <laughs> percent that's funny uh so uh there was some news i guess uh one story i was talking to joey about earlier um chris rock was in the running to play george costanza on seinfeld <laughs> man wow uh, people who were people who were in the running to play George Costanza wound up being Jason Alexander, Danny DeVito, Chris Rock, and Paul Schaefer. And oh. according to Jason Alexander, Paul Schaefer was offered and went, "Are you kidding me? You know what job I have now, right?" And turned it down. So that's so that's so bad, right? I I would imagine George would have been very different if Chris Rock had played him. Absolutely, I don't think it would have worked. Well, yeah, they'd had to write it very differently, I'd imagine. Yeah, but I'm not sure if the show would have worked. Uh, you know, um, with Chris Rock and Seinfeld, it's it's totally completely different type of. Uh, well, comedy. but those but those guys are like besties, like real life besties, because they came up together, like you know, in New York. Seinfeld was older than Rock, but like they came up kind of doing stand-up at the same time and they're they've been close yeah, so but, i imagine it was a little bit of nepotism but like 
Uh, as far as uh, uh, auditioning is concerned, probably. Yeah, him wanting rock. Yeah, it's just yeah. I read that story. And I'm like, that's like last week's story about showgirls and, you know, Saved by the Bell. <laughs> like, I don't need to know this about shows I like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, real like, news. We, mm-hmm. When yeah. you told me that that uh, <laughs> that you were like. Yeah, it's for some weird reason. Showgirls is now uh, canon with Saved by the Bell. I said, "Are you kidding me right now? That's not real. That can't be real." Yeah, it's like I said, and I did the research. I went and watched it, um, <laughs> figured it out. Um, not Showgirls, but Saved by the Bell. Uh, and say. what they basically allude to is that uh, Jesse had some years where things were kind of bleak, and she had some jobs she's not particularly proud of. Well, she she had to go to college. Right, right. That, that's that's how she did it. Right, including, you know, maybe being in the adult film industry <laughs> or the adult entertainment industry. Yeah, you got to wonder what the writers are thinking when they're like, hey, let's make this a canon. <laughs> well, but they yeah. also, in this week's episode, because now I'm watching Saved by the Bell after I vowed not to, um, they are uh, they dealt with the whole why Kelly Kapowski like dropped out of college to marry Zach, and they kind of fix that storyline. You know, it's like, so, so the writer, the showrunner is like giving all these people like full rich histories that explain some of the problems that people have had with the, the college years and, you know, those other shows like where Screech is the principal. Oh man. It so. feels to me like they're just trying to, um, they're just trying to clean up the the the, the plot holes, right? And yeah. is is the is the female character in in uh, in Showgirls is her name even Jesse? Because no. I don't even know. Like, so how how are you going to make that canon? Uh, she went by a she went by a stage name. Yeah. Uh, that's right. no, it's, yeah, no. So actual news that actually matters. Um. Mar- the MCU boss says Spider-Man No Way Home anticipation is as big as Avengers Endgame. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and call BS on that one. I don't think anything can be as highly anticipated as Endgame. Maybe the hype is there. There's The, the hype is, is is probably at least the same or more, I would say, because the hype is there. You can't deny that. There was a... They had... Um, what's his name? Not my Spider-Man. And not my Mary Jane. I can't think of their names now. What you mean, uh, Garfield and uh, and Tom Holland and Zendaya? Oh, were on the Graham Norton show with Henry Cavill, and Henry Cavill and Tom Holland had the most interesting superhero conversation ever, which was about uh, bathroom zippers in super suits (laughs) (laughs) and forty k. Yeah, they they had it was actually a really good show, um, but there no there was this whole big thing about how Tom Holland put, uh, like begged for a zipper, and they won't give him one, <laughs> and Henry Cavill was just like I won't do the movie without a zipper, so they gave him one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was pretty great. So um, yeah, I can see the hype being high for this movie. I have. Still almost no interest in it, but um, that almost no interest is getting slightly larger every week. 
um, to the point where it's it went from absolutely no interest to yeah, all right, I guess. Um, and who knows? By the time it comes out, when does it come out? It comes out what later this week or next week? In uh, ten of eleven days, I think eleven. Yeah, no ten. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So when it comes out like next week, I'll probably be like, yeah, let's go see it. But right now I'm like, I guess we'll go see it. So that's kind of the the rate at which this is going. So that, I'm just excited for. Go ahead. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. The infinite possibilities of what the movie can be and what characters yes. can show up doesn't doesn't have you. No, but every time <laughs> they show one of my supervillains, so every time I see another little clip of, uh, you know, Doc Ock, or the Green Goblin from the originals, I get a little bit more excited, a little more excited, and a little bit more excited. So. You so know. have you seen the reveal to the to the goblins uh, uh new character design? Have you seen that yet? Oh, it's so it's it, it it's okay. I will say you you knowing you, you may hate it. <laughs> but it does give a nod to uh to everything that we uh we geeks love. So I'm yeah, I no, will I, say that. Like I said, it's every every time they're like you do know that, you know, it's Alfred Molina and it's this and it's this. And then if if it comes out like it drops and somebody has the audacity to tell me, oh, you know, well, so-and-so shows up in it. Um, let me think. Uh, Mike Coulter shows up in it as Luke Cage. That'll put me over the top. You know, something to that effect. Like it's, oh, crap, that's a, that's somebody I'm, that's something I'm interested in seeing now. Well, you did hear, right, that... That we hear we're gonna have Charlie Cox as Daredevil now, and back and into the MCU. Right, uh, but they didn't so, say it's in this movie. Yeah, but the timing—the timing—you never know, on. man. They might bring him in towards the, the end. Credits. Listen, you don't like speculation, but I'm all about speculation. <laughs> and on Wednesday Warriors, we talk about speculation. So weeks back, we've talked about how how it's been such a big, huge spec thing that we're going to get uh, we're gonna get uh, Daredevil or Charlie Cox into this role, and everybody's talking about, oh, yeah, we might see him just as, you know, the lawyer and all this stuff. But uh, now we're getting this confirmation straight from the horse's mouth from Feige himself. Uh, I'm going to say that we're probably at least a little bit, we're going to see at least a little tease at the end or something. But that's what I'm saying is that somebody's got to be like, look, Charlie Cox shows up in the post credit scene. And then I'll be like, all right, yeah, let's go see it. <laughs> it will take me from um, begrudgingly accepting of this film to accepting of this film. <laughs> yeah, I- I'm still hoping they do toss in a Miles in there somewhere. Uh, even if yeah. it's animated. Hey, Donald cool. Glover shows up as Miles. All right, I'm there. Uh, now <laughs> I'm in. Now I'm in. <laughs> you know. Well, I don't know why. Lando Calrissian he, why would he, why is Miles Morales, why would he be right? Miles. Because then Lando Calrissian exists in the Marvel universe. <laughs> is it wasn't he isn't he supposed to be uh Aaron? Isn't he what? Right? He's what? he's Aaron. He's Aaron Davis, right? In the MCU. He's Aaron Davis. So he so Miles Morales does exist in this universe. Right, but is it played by Donald Glover? No. Or is it played by Childish Gambino? No. And he just like 
they're going to pretend like it's that episode of Friends where Ross or where David Schwimmer plays two characters and one of them is played by David Schwimmer and one of them is played by David Schwimmer's alter ego. Like, I could get behind that. Troy Barnes is Miles Morales. I have no idea who that is. That's his character from Community. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> I haven't seen Community in so long. Oh my gosh. Me and my wife would listen. Me and my wife have this. We had this like community marathon. Why did I forget about that? It's all, but it's also, I've only marathoned it once. So, yeah, I, it's one of my favorite shows ever. So, and when we marathon, we, it's just like when we, we fall asleep to it. And then if like you, you go fall asleep with like six episodes, then you're like, oh, okay, I'll just pick up here. It's all good. Right. Uh, so there was there was some William Shatner news. Oh, did he? Uh, did, did you guys did he book another flight to outer space? No. Did you guys know that William Shatner is the first Star Trek cast member to go to space, but not the first person to have been to space to be on Star Trek? We no. do now. So here's how this works: Shatner was a Star Trek cast member first, and then he went to space on Jeff Bezos's giant space phallus. Um, then. Uh, but in Star Trek The Next Generation, they had a person play a red shirt who had previously her job been astronaut. Ah. <laughs> so, she was a red shirt. Huh? She was a red shirt. She was a red shirt. She didn't die, but she was a red shirt. <laughs> um, but no, Amazon apparently filmed the whole of Shatner's voyage into space and his reactions going in and his training and everything he did and then talk to him after coming back, and they're releasing a documentary. Of course they uh, Right, uh, here next week about, you know, William Shatner going to space. And, you know, he's also the oldest person to have gone to space. Yeah, I did not realize he was in his 90s. Yeah, William Shatner is ancient. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, he's a lot older than he looks. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's held himself really well. Right, he's yeah. I mean, great, clean living and never speaking in complete sentences. Like, I guess that's the key, right? Um, but no, it's so I'm excited to to find out like really what he thought and what he did and how that went. Because I mean, it's a cool thing, right? It'd be like you know finding out that that actual like I don't know. Uh, um, I'm waiting for somebody to create the SDF one so we can just take our entire freaking city up there. I can get behind that. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I just thought that was interesting, right? Like, that he wasn't the, he was the first Star Trek cast member to go to space, but not the first cast member on Star Trek to have been in space. Um, yeah, I think that's like two, 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 like, star, like, two Trek, Trekker geek for me. Like, that's too far. <laughs> Right, but see now I'm waiting. What I'm really waiting is for, um, uh, 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 you know, like to find out that secretly, Mark Hamill and, um, uh, uh, well, really anybody, Warwick Davis went to space, and so we've got two Star Warsians in space and not two Trekkers. There you go. <laughs> because because you know. <clears throat> You know those are the two that are going to go to space, and it's not going to be anybody else from Star Wars. They're just not going to happen. 
I know you gotta. How many Star Wars fans just got they they cried and shed a tear when they heard that a tracker was gonna be in space before somebody from <laughs> every one of us for sure. <laughs> uh, so uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, uh, you who you may know as director of Shang Chi: Legend of the Ten Rings, has confirmed <laughs> that he is returning for a sequel and a Disney Plus series. Interesting. <laughs> I, I hope yeah. that the series is uh, Ben Kingsley's uh, character, because I I can I'll I'll be down to watch that. Trevor Slattery. Trevor Slattery. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So um, according to according to Deadline, um, he will write and direct a Shang Chi sequel, but also spearhead an unspecified Disney Plus Marvel series. So they're not saying it's going to be a Shang Chi series. So yeah, I'm really hoping it's a. Trevor we're gonna Slattery. make, oh. we're yeah, we're gonna make, uh, we're gonna make Iron Man three make sense by doing a Trevor Slattery standalone show. <laughs> well, they, they already did that, right? They explained and his, that. And his little friend, right. right? It's just him and some of the creatures. And his and his what's his headless friend's name? Right. I, <laughs> I forget I his name. <laughs> that was Trevor. No, that was Trevor. Was Trevor was. Uh, the dude who played the Mandalorian. Uh, it started with an M. Melvin. Andrew. Was it Melvin? Melvin Merlin. Yeah. No, it was one of those common names. Well, Magneto. Names. Um. And happy, happy's that little blue horse, man. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, what happened to that blue little horse? Did they cancel that show? Happy yeah. Morris is his name. And uh, it was a it was only a two two miniseries comic, and they did both miniseries as shows. So there's no source material left. Was there a second? Well, Walking Dead tells you that you don't need source material to continue a series, man. Nope. <laughs> Game of Thrones tells you the same thing as well. But also, Christopher Maloney needed to go back to the Chung Chung universe. The in in New York City, crimes are yada 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 by people. Stuff I, I gotta say that 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 uh series is freaking awesome. Oh, oh yeah, I love that. Me and my wife are watching that one too right now. We we we've seen every SVU episode, I'm not even telling you. We're all caught up, and then we we are doing uh we're doing organized crime too because it does the whole crossover thing. Like, oh, you're doing stuff. law and order. I thought you were talking about happy. Nope, law and order. <laughs> yep, uh, all day long, dude. Here's here's what I want. Uh, when you get to Law and Order, Criminal Intent, and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio shows up, accept yep. the head cannon that that's yes. actually Kingpin. That's he, dude. He kills it. He kills it every every time. That when that's what got me into to to uh, order was his intent. Uh, yeah, but if you imagine that that his character on Criminal Intent is Kingpin at his day job, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, it yeah. makes that whole like story arc way more screwed up. <laughs> and talking about Walking Dead, you guys hear about the about the news uh, that they uh, are bringing back one of the characters from the original first few seasons. There, talking about um, what was it the uh, TS nineteen virus and the I forget the test subject nineteen, right? 
So they kind of they they follow that storyline. They kind of go back and give us the the origin of how this happened. So uh, in uh, the world beyond, which is kind of cool. I mean, I'm not watching this, but I go back and watch it to, to find that out. Yeah, I, I I've given up on The Walking Dead. Me too. A long time um, ago. But right. if they're gonna go back and start telling stories from early in the comic series, I could be convinced to care again. That's I think that's where I'm at. When I read this, I said, okay, I might go back and kind of I might I might I might run it back. Yeah. Um, there's some cosplay news. You ready? Uh, yeah. A woman has posted online um, the correct uh, way to dress your dog as Posident Loki to go with your Sylvie cosplays. Um, it's it, it's uh, like four million views in three days. Oh, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Good for that. <laughs> right. No, it's just like one of those things like the most trending video on the internet right now is this woman showing you how to make your dog into President Loki. Are you are you a person who dresses your your animal up, Kyle? Um, because I take you, I take you as a person. My who, animal who, comes pre-dressed. Because for some weird reason, I take you as a person who who has a lap dog and dresses it not. up daily. That's I have I don't a lap Thanos. <laughs> Who I occasionally put headphones and hats on. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, I just up until recently thought I was allergic to most furry animals, including people. Turns out I'm not anymore. So now I've got to bring myself at a weird mid-30s age to buy myself a dog. <laughs> and dress it up. Uh, no. No. It's got to be a lap dog. I'm telling you. And dress it up. A little, little, little chihuahua in a pink tutu. I can definitely see Kyle. And you can see him holding that, right? No, I, <laughs> I see Kyle as like a great Dane or some ridiculous dog. Uh, still wants to sit in his lap. So there's an answer to this question, actually. Oh, is it really? Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wish to own either okay. a Saint Berdoodle. Uh, a Saint Bernard mixed with a poodle or a Berdoodle, which is a Berenice mixed with a poodle so that I can call the Trogdor the Bernadoodle. Can you spell it? Spell what? Any of those. Uh, (laughs) B-E-R-D-O-O-D-L-E. Because I don't, I think you were just making up words. Nope. Can, can we just get you a Furby and call it a day? Uh, nope. Um, so hold, Furbies please. Um, <laughs> did you just say Furby was evil? Furbies are evil, man. The, those things are like people try to bring those to the store. I'm like, nope. <laughs> hey, if somebody really walks in with a really nice collection of uh, sealed Furbies, buy them. Oh, I do. I I have a full set in the back room. That's a Saint Berdoodle. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. Yes. Um. Yeah. I I just want, but I want a dog that I can call Trogdor the (laughs) Bernadoodle. Like just to reference an obscure Flash cartoon from my childhood. 
So also, like to have a dog that's like a four hundred pound dust mop would be hysterical. Like it that's, that's fits my fits my entire like aesthetic. Where does that animal sleep? I just want to know. How are you? What um, are you? How are you it, picking up after that dog? That's uh, it has to get its own home. Um, you know, because with any animal, <laughs> I, I need to know uh, if it's very very large. I need to know if you are picking it up. <laughs> with what devices uh you have to sleep. train it to use uh actual human plumbing i think <laughs> where's that's my funny. dog <laughs> <laughs> i think that uh, answer, the question is anywhere that dog wants to yeah pretty much He's good <laughs> right. uh brainy had a topic you want to talk about uh anime expo new york had uh the omicron variant outbreak oh fun yeah, um, and I know several people who were there who then just got on a plane and went to Emerald City. <clears throat> yep. Who are now getting on planes to go to C2E2, which makes me super glad uh, I was talked out of going to either of those. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's 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 going to be tough now, I think, uh, with, with the Omicron variant and with, you know, the kind of way things are changing. My... Uh, I know why that's happening. Um, no, uh, with the way things are changing, to uh, to have cons, it's, um, because now it's say, uh, they're saying that the the new Omicron variant uh, can be transmitted between two non-contact vaccinated people, um, just well, in the air through air vents and stuff. That's fun. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. <clears throat> but um, in lighter news, I just need to know one thing though. <laughs> At this anime expo, was anybody cosplaying as Lur from the Omicron Percy I ate from Futurama? That's what I need to know. <laughs> I think you've got it narrowed down to who started this. That's yep. We're going to call this one the Futurama virus. <laughs> I blame Fry. <laughs> you know, he never, he never like in that whole show, never changes his clothes. You know, there's never like, even with like Leela, there were scenes where it's like, you know, she has bathed. It never happened for Fry. And what did Fry spend most of his life doing? Like most of the time when he was frozen, like he was on the street. Like it was not good. Um, yeah. In in happier news, uh, apparently, and I haven't seen it because I don't watch trailers. <laughs> Your planet is doomed, regardless. Um, Hugo Weaving is in the new Matrix trailer. What? Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me too much. Uh, that is what I know. I've given you the full information as it's available to me because I refuse to read past the headline of that article. <laughs> I'm so excited for that movie. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. And it's mostly because I have the whole theater to myself and my friends. <laughs> uh, several of us looked at flights. 
I want you to come so badly, but I don't want you to spend money to do it. If I start walking now, I might. No, won't make it. You can ride Kyle's Labradoodle machine. <laughs> I can't I, uh, put my fat rear end on top of a dog. That would kill a dog. I uh, I had I was trying to convince Richard Chip to pay for it. <laughs> I told Chip he could sleep on my couch. All right, go Chip. If you pay for the flight, I'll pay for the hotels. And he went. I feel like I'm getting the raw end of the deal on that. And I go, <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't notice. <laughs> um, let's see. What other news has come out? Um, not a lot of other news um, that at least that I find interesting. Um, what, anybody else read anything you find interesting? There's t- cool. <coughs> Excuse me. There's there is one really cool thing that I found in the news that uh it's not really key but I guess it is um I don't know if you guys uh know who let me pull this up sorry you guys know who Michael Sheen is right yeah yes have you heard of, you know who Michael Sheen is he's been in a ton of different stuff he's a Welsh actor um anyway he he recently uh you know poured a ton of money into a nonprofit called uh homeless world cup right where mm-hmm. it takes a bunch of homeless people and they and he takes and they they create this era this place where they can you know play uh you know footy right Some soccer and all that cool stuff right and they kind of give them you know means to kind of get off the streets and all this crazy awesome stuff that that they may not have opportunities to do so right so now he went out and says that he's going to turn himself into a not profit actor meaning any money that he gains he's going to go throw it back into the community and, and, and create more organizations such as this so i thought that was just kind of like really cool uh pleasant news when we when i read this article yeah i read that article too like he sold two homes to pay for it like yeah. raised two million dollars on his own yeah for, sold off tons of his own assets yeah Got, got rid of some ton, tons of his own assets and and poured all kinds of his own money into uh to to this and he says he he feels so good that he he's just going to continue to to do amazing things and chase that kind of thing. Um, I said, hey, I love that. That you know that's really cool. Well, and it's and he talks about how he knows he's an in demand actor, right? Like especially in England. Like I I don't know if anybody's familiar with. English theater but here we pay our theater actors fine over there they pay their theater actors goodly amounts of money um, it's why David Tennant would turn down Doctor Who to keep playing Hamlet <laughs> like, right. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, so it's he knows that any money he spends he can make and that he can live comfortably Mm-hmm. So when somebody's willing to pay him a million dollars to come and do, I don't know, Good Omens season two, you know, he might only need ten thousand dollars to live. So that's the rest of that money can go just do good work. Yeah, super cool. What, what an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys follow the the Neil Gaiman calling out MoMA story? Um, so the Museum of Modern Art, Modern Art in New York has a Roy Lichtenstein exhibit. And if you don't know, um, it depends on your political views, I guess. 
Roy Lichtenstein was either a thief or a mimic. Uh, people, people, people fall on either side of that. Um, Roy Lichtenstein, who you probably know, is one of the world's foremost pop artists, right? When you think of pop art, you think of Roy Lichtenstein, unless you're thinking of the Andy Warhol Campbell Soup Can. Um, but there was a piece of art that MoMA was displaying of uh, Roy Lichtenstein's that was actually a complete tracing uh, of Tony Abruzio uh, from DC's DC Comics Secret Love number 83 that Lichtenstein straight up traced uh, and claimed as his own. Uh, and MoMA was giving him credit for having created it. Neil Gaiman called him out, and MoMA changed the registration like in the art world, which is like a huge deal, of the piece of art that's Roy Lichtenstein tracing of Troy Abruzio, um, which is the power of Neil Gaiman saying, hey, I know obscure comic stuff that you don't know, and you're wrong. Um, which I thought was cool. It's like, you know, this is a comic that really has no... Uh, Secret Love Number 83 is not a particularly important comic. Like, it's just this thing, and Roy Lichtenstein chose to m mimic it for this piece, and Neil Gaiman realized it and, like, got it corrected. And so now that, now that piece of art, wherever it's hung, has to have... A reference to DC Comics Secret Love Number Eighty Three. Wow. Which I just think is cool because now, like you know, some of the greatest art museums in the world will have a piece of comic art hanging in their galleries when otherwise they would call comic art not worthy of their museums. <laughs> um, because you know, art museums are hoity-toities. Um, if you're interested in this story. Neil Gaiman, or not Neil Gaiman, uh, Malcolm Gladwell did a two or two or three part podcast on how screwed up the art museum industry is. <laughs> but visit your local art museums. They're, they're great places. Can't afford it anymore. Well, yeah, because you live out there. They have these big, beautiful art museums with great art. And if you live here in Toledo, it's five bucks. <laughs> Yeah, I think it might be cheaper now to go to Disneyland for us than it is to go to art museum. Yeah. <laughs> like, our Picasso was one that Picasso was like, can you, can you really got to put my name on that one? <laughs> the big reason we used to go to the art museum as kids is they had a mummy at our art museum. And as kids, we had all seen the original mummy, you know, Universal Monsters, the mummy, and we're like, we're going to see the mummy and see if it'll chase us. Does anyone else um, get really bad feedback on Kyle's mic? Brainy yeah. says I'm cracking. Yeah, it's really bad. Let's try this. Done. Done. Da, da, done. Is it any better now? Oh, no, it's worse. <laughs> really? How about now? Nope. Oh, it's better now. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I'm uh, I'm in the middle of redoing part of my studio, so it's entirely possible I've got some wires in the wrong place. 
Still bad? Yeah, it like echoes and really crackly. What's so weird about it is it didn't start that way. There you go. We, we can hear you now, Kyle. So, Miss Jen, what were you saying? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about comics? No, we agree with you, Kyle. Any better? No. Quit. Sit down. All right, now let's talk about the real stuff. What's on your, what's <laughs> on your list, Brainy? What are you wanting to, for this week? Uh, I honestly have not looked at it this week. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm seriously not remembering what I did this weekend. Um, I, I I still had a busy uh, day today as well at work. So yeah, yeah I was busy here. So it looks like number ones, uh, at least indies, uh, Lunar Room, Crimson Cage, Buffy Last, Vampire Slayer. Is this better? Oh, no. Is it your wire? Your cable's bad or something? <clears throat> are, are you going through a mixer or are you coming direct into the PC? It's the mixer. Well, there you go. That's much better. I had to unplug and replug the mixer. So now I've got to get rid of the David Bowie microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, I actually like that David Bowie microphone. You got to send that over to me, man. Mm -hmm. Who makes that one? Uh, it's a sure uh, b- yeah, SM forty eight, just like a sure, sure SM forty eight, just in white. They made that in white. Yeah, those are good ones. Twenty dollar mics, thirty dollar mics, pretty good. Uh, yeah, the this one was I think fifty because 50, of the paint. Fifty, my bad, fifty bucks. Uh, the black and what black and yellow ones with the yellow, the black with the yellow ring, they're like thirty or forty now, like on Sweetwater. Uh-huh. Man, they have dropped in price. This mm-hmm. guy is going into my setup tomorrow. <clears throat> All right, Miss Jen, what else we got? Um, yes. We get to read the second issue of What's the Furthest Place from Here. I still haven't read the first one. I got to get, get on that. Was it because someone else took all of them? or? <laughs> no, I just, uh, like I said before, I'm way behind on my reading. Mm-hmm. I believe Billy the Kitten also comes out this week, right? Number three. Which I don't one see that. Billy the Kit. Oh, Billy the Kit. <laughs> and we got Buckethead this week, list. too. What was that? I don't have it on my list, so I don't right. know if it got played or I missed it. Which would be uh, bad. We, we do have Nita Haw's Nightmare blog, number two. Uh, and a mm-hmm. thing called Truth Number Two that I'm very excited about. And did we talk about Tales of Mother F Goose Number One yet? 
No, because I was waiting for you to be able to hear us. Eh, 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 eh. I'm so that book. That book got me. Uh, got me tripping a little bit. I'm very excited about it. I I'm interested in Daisy from me Dark too. Horse. Yep. Such a sweet sounding book about angels and demons. <laughs> Bucket heads. Or bucket head, I believe. Is bucket head's head? Bucket head. <coughs> oh, it's just buckhead. Is it buckhead or is it buckethead? It's just buckhead. Oh, That's it's okay. buckhead. I'm sorry. Yeah, my, my I read it as buckethead too. And I just looked at it. <laughs> a bucket. Uh, our minds playing games on us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go check the door. I'll be right back. (laughs) Wait, that's your your doorbell? (laughs) I would constantly be in a state of total panic. Uh, Rom V's issue issue of Silver Coin comes out. Ooh, nice. Rom V and Michael Walsh, Silver Coin number seven. Um, I hear the puppy. Yes. You're watching Beauty and the Beast without me? Or oh, you're watching the new version, huh? That sucks. Watch the original. <laughs> How do you really feel about Beauty and the Beast, Brainy? Hey, man. As, okay, it's it's my favorite movie of all time. The 1992 version. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was looking so forward to the live action, and I was disappointed, unfortunately. Okay, it, wait, Brainy. It's your favorite movie of all time. You didn't have the same experience I had as a girl watching that for the first time. And the beast becomes a dude. And that dude, you're like, yeah, I, I'll take the beast. Because that dude was, he set off he set off all my radars, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he was creepy, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean that that not not just the story, but overall the animation was great on that. The the, the story, the song, the actors, the vo- the voice actors, everything was just perfect. I mean that was honestly the it was the first animated movie to be nominated for best picture, uh-huh. and it, I mean the, it went against heavy hitters, and in a time when they only allowed three best movies to be nominated. That that's an achievement no animated movie has ever been able to do. Pretty awesome. Yep. Uh, so where were we? One other book uh, that I wanted to mention was One Star Squadron from DC. Um, which to me just seems like the greatest parody of All Star Squadron ever. Did we mention Mother F Goose? We did. That looks very interesting. One of my Aftershock stores got an exclusive variant. Ooh. Ooh. Fancy. I didn't know. I had nothing to do with it, but, you know, hey, good for them. <laughs> uh, New Lady Mechanica. Did we talk about New Lady Mechanica? We did not. Yeah, it's a New Lady Mechanica, not on free comic book day, which is weird. <laughs> You mean uh, there's actually a new story arc coming out? Yeah. Uh, the monster of the 
the monster mystery of hell uh, is the name of this miniseries. The monster ministry of hell. There may be more words in there, but at this point I can't read them. I'm excited for... Uh, there's a bunch of Marvel that I like reading, and I've been, really been enjoying the Death of Doctor Strange storyline, and bl the Blade tie-in happens this week. And then we get the beginning of Devil's Reign. It's about time. Yeah, that had me intrigued, but I think the, the delays actually kind of uh, got me faded away from it. I could see that. And if you guys haven't been reading the Darkhold series, they're just single shots. Like Darkhold Black Bolt was this last week. They're, they're like single shot what ifs kind of that are like the darkest possible versions of those characters. Really good. Um, you know, this is something I'm going to call Marvel out on. Stop doing the single shots like that. They should have made that into a mini series of one shots as opposed to num numbering them all number ones and whatnots. Um, it, it gets a little bit uh, confusing and sometimes, you know, it's also difficult to recommend it to people. Yeah. I guess for me, just for that one specific series, it's made it easier because when I told people it's just like single shot stories, they can read whichever ones they want they actually then started buying them well and you know for the completists they want to get it get it all as opposed to having to chase you know one oh hey I, the only reason i bring it up is because i know somebody who missed out on one because we didn't order enough of it because we didn't think of it as a somebody having to collect them all so yeah sure. it, it, it's if it was a, if it was serialized i mean look at haha -ha. everybody knows haha -ha is a each issue is a standalone issue. So yeah, they can always pick up any issue and go with that. Um, it comes down to how we present it to our clients. Yep. Sorry, I had to open up a jar of uh, ice cream. <laughs> For the dog? <laughs> no, but my dog's uh, very excited about it. <laughs> yeah, and my family, my family just came home. So she's actually, I don't know where she was, but she's, she actually got excited now. So. <laughs> But you know um, she's she's aging. We can tell she's aging. She's you know not as uh, energetic as she used to be. Yeah, hanging out more on the couch. Yeah, actually, she <laughs> she doesn't come on the couch anymore. It's like she doesn't jump very much, except when she wants that treat. Mm -hmm. And I can always hear her huffing and puffing afterwards. So, so one more uh, one book, and I'm sure you talked about Lunar Room from Vault. Yes. Seems interesting. And Star Wars Crimson Rain starts this week as well. Yep. Ooh, this is going to be interesting. Hmm. Um, so, and this is why we encourage subscribers to subscribe early before orders. Looks like we had two people order the book after um much after the foc and we may not have enough copies for them um yeah that sucks and and people should pre-order don't be don't be jerks 
Yep. Um, see, see my, my, my thing with FOC is FOC does not mean, hey, this is your very last moment to get your order in, your first order in, right? That's your last time that you should be updating anything, right? So you, you want to hit the initial order cutoff, right? To get your orders in there and then adjust as you need to as you kind of see things kind of you know uh, getting a little bit more exciting there so i like to encourage people to say hey make sure you get your orders in before foc adjust at foc right i mean that's that's what we're talking that's what we're saying right is that if people let us know before foc we can all have enough copies ordered of everything correct in fact unless um, they decide to not print enough copies <laughs> i'm looking at you black mask but um <laughs> Um, you know, I rarely go to the store. So I went to the store today and my staffer told me it's um, a gentleman who he loves doing this. He, he, he'll, you know, subscribe to the book the day of the release in the morning and ask, why wasn't this pull for me? Because <laughs> like, uh, you wait until the day of the time works. <laughs> Um, but also, uh, they're doing a Marvel event, and I normally hate Marvel events, but it's Chip Zdarsky and Marvel, uh, Marco Chichetto, uh Devil's Reign, paying off their Wilson Fisk story in Daredevil. So I guess I'm going to get behind an event. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. There's going to be too many tie-ins. Don't do it. I have faith in Chip Zdarsky. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, he's gonna. It's Marvel. <laughs> I also dying. have faith that if Chip burns me when I see him at a convention, I'll be like, "Bro, why would you do that to me?" And I have no idea what I mean, but he'll Who laugh and be like, "It happens." And your name is? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Right. So. All right. Anything else? Any other comics you want to talk about? You know which one I'm super excited about that's in FOC for uh, the 19th? I don't know which one you guys are looking for, uh, but, but like it's King Jara from Scout. I'm so excited about that one. Uh, King Jira, sorry. It's, uh, you, uh, you know, their version of kind of like a Godzilla kind of thing, but he's uh, in search of food and he like terrorizes the the town until he gets fed. It's such a cool, cool book. Uh, you guys got to grab it. It's it's a, such a cool one. Um, and the distorted is in, in the FOC for Scout as well. Um, that one's really cool as well. Coming up, uh, I think talk to... Uh, the creator but it's it's kind of hard because uh he's italian and we may need to use an interpreter i have to kind of think that one out that's a little you can't say everything just a is me a mario and <laughs> so, yeah no pray? <laughs> i think he would be so <laughs> that's <laughs> that would not happen but yeah i i, I might think uh of a, of a different way to to do that interview i might it might just be a typed out interview <laughs> We'll see, but it's going to be fun. That is hilarious. And what, what is the release week on those? On uh, those ones are, uh, that's the FOC for the 19th release is, um, 
it says here hoping that it's going to be in stores uh january 12th so that's if everything is on time which hasn't been lately right hasn't been so (laughs) so <clears throat> so Saga, Saga 55's uh, brought up a really good um, conversation piece lately. It has. Retailers. Uh, Are you talking about Phil Boyle's idea? Yeah. yeah, and, yeah in fact, uh, I was thinking about that idea a while back. We've done it for a few other books. Um, some have been successful. Some have not. I didn't think about it for Saga, but uh, and that's because you know we're talking about issue 55. Um. I don't know how good of a jumping on point it is for people. Uh, for anybody who has not read Saga prior to this, I'm not sure how good it would be. Uh, but, you know, it, it's not a bad concept of bringing people back. Right. I like the idea of supporting a book that you know how it's uh, going to be produced, how it's going to come out, the quality of the book, the, you know, all of the stuff that we know with Saga. Like, um, it's it's why there are no new ideas in Hollywood, right? It's everybody would rather bet on a known commodity. Correct. And that's what Saga is. As much as issue 55, 55 issues in, it's a known commodity. So, you, you know, you know what you're getting into. And, um, and it gives you good sellback, right? Because you go back and now you can sell. Somebody's like, I really like this, but I need to read the 55 issues previous. Hey, here's 11 volumes of trade paperbacks. You know. And I think that's smart because that's, you know, you're hooking somebody in and if they really do like it, they're going to read. And I dare anybody to read Saga trade paperback volume one and be like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) It's impossible. So I think that's genius. I think it's a good idea. I, what kind of book would it take to get you to do it? Um, just like on, on more of a regular kind of concept, more of a regular basis. Like, is there a creator or a, a that's a or something that, that that's a hard question to answer. Um, Primarily because you know we've we've all got our favorites. Um, you know, one of my one of the books I really really enjoyed back in the days was uh, Moriarty by um, it was an image book, which told the story of Moriarty after you know after Sherlock Holmes died, Moriarty survived, and you know, um, and we we pushed it. We put you know for that time being, we we had the creators in for a signing as well. Um, it, it was one of our best sellers for a long time, but that was because it was issue one, number one, two, three. I got people into it really early, but it, the trade paperback was harder to sell to people because it, you know it's just after a certain time people just aren't interested anymore. Um, so, you, you know, you, you put it really well. You know, the saga is a great uh, title to do that with, but. My reservation right now would be that it's issue number 55. Uh, and not every comic book reader. I, I, I think it might be a little bit of discouraging. Uh, I understand, you know, we can always give them trade paperbacks and say, hey, look, you know, this has already been collected in six volumes or seven volumes. I forgot what it is. 
Um, you can, you know, pick them up and start right there. Um, I'm not sure how many people would go for that. I, I really don't know. Uh, I, mean, I tried to do that with Walking Dead, and it didn't work out really well for me. Right. I, I mean, I read it. I read it. The Walking Dead in the the early 100s, and you could always sell them the two omnibuses. The two, you know, you could buy a hundred books and two omnibuses at fifty bucks a book. And, and, and as beautiful as that sounds, uh, and we, we still have to go back to the old adage: a lot of combo collectors are on a tight budget. Well, and that was book. that was the height of the show too. Like the yeah. show was the biggest thing on TV, I, and that certainly helped. And so- um, Saga has a compodium as well. Uh, I believe yeah. it's only one, right? It, it collects the entire first fifty-five, uh, which you know we definitely have. But again, how do you how do you tell somebody, hey, here's a three-dollar book for you? If you really enjoy it, here's a fifty-five-dollar book that you can buy to catch up on, you know, or six, but five, in, in the time between issue fifty-five and issue fifty-six, you could probably read that whole book. Of so, course. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I, I'm again. I'm I'm thinking more of, along the financial aspect of it. We're talking about January, where everybody's going to get their bills for uh, all the Christmas shopping they did. Um, right. No, there's there's uh-uh. definitely a conversation to be had here. I and I think what 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 has been sparked off amongst retailers is a really good conversation. Um, we used to do it with Source Point books. I could, after issue number ones would come out, I could go up to Source Point. And get their cases of books that were slightly damaged. You know, they weren't good enough to go to Diamond or they weren't good enough to go to as comps to retailers. And I could buy cases of those and give them away, you know, and be like, this is what SourcePoint Press is. Do you want to take a stab? And I'm handing people, you know, um, back then it would have been like Ogre's number one, you know. Oh, I think we Jen just... wound up getting a ton of um, Dirk Manning book, uh, Twisted Haunted High Ons number ones that I had gotten that way. Yep. They're not perfect, but if you're giving them away or selling them for a dollar, you're all right. Yep. So, all right. Anything else? Or should I find and read the thing? <laughs> find or read the thing. My stomach has now made my brain not work. <laughs> that is um, a fair assertion. Well, I had to hey, yeah, welcome to the club, Janet, because I don't think my brain ever works. <laughs> All right. My stomach definitely does. Thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out other shows on Woodlands Online, like Weekly Fallout Sports Talk, The Adventure Begins Show, Four Reels, The Best You, Between the Trees Business Talk, and much more. You can watch all of these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KVQT HD21, over the air on your TV if you're in the Houston area. All of these shows and more on Roku right now. Search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. Now you can listen to our audio podcast versions of these shows on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Amazon. So for Jen and Brainy and the person who was dragooned into joining us, Joey, I've been Kyle, and this has been Nerd News Now.